0: The world's just been upside down in a, in a sense. I saw a report, Mike, that said that there's more unchurched people willing to talk about spiritual things right now than they are Christians. Oh, yeah. willing, willing to share with. Oh, them, absolutely. You know,
1: absolutely. And again, I, I, I've been in ministry for 17 or 18 years, Byron, and and one of the things that I see again is is pastors that are just not equipping their folks, and and they you know they they need to not to say that all pastors are that way. I'm not saying that by any means, but I'm saying a lot of them just are simply not modeling personal evangelism for their folks, nor are they, of course, they're not quipping if they're not sharing themselves.
0: Today's church faces profound challenges within the broader culture. Political correctness, postmodern relativism, Religious pluralism. We live in a society full of unchurched people who don't know the basic tenets of Christianity or the redemptive story the scriptures tell. The church at large has a poor reputation among non Christians. Many hold distorted views of Jesus, the gospel, and traditional Christian faith, so they are biased against us before we've had a chance to share or start a conversation about Jesus Christ. Our ability to engage the world is also hampered by internal issues. Some Christians question the motives behind traditional outreach efforts, viewing them as a bait and switch. Many in our congregation seem reluctant to share the gospel, either claiming that evangelism isn't their gift or hiding in fear of potential rejection. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Hope you're having a great day, friend, as we talk about the good news of Jesus Christ, sharing our faith, We have
1: Pastor Mike Young from Zion Baptist Church, Brownsville, Tennessee. Pastor Mike, good to see you. Thank you, Byron. I'm glad to be with you today. Being back with you uh, (laughs) was with you last October, and so thank you for inviting me to come. That's right. Matter of fact, we were talking about – you were on
0: Pastor's Forum, I believe, last time. But we also were talking some about a, uh, an Evangelism Explosion clinic that was held at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. That was a good Saturday. It was. It was it, a great Saturday.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for partnering with us. It was a great success. I think we had about 100 participants and uh, had a lot of contacts. matter of fact, a week ago today, uh, I was speaking at a conference of pastors that are interested in uh, bringing Evangelism Explosion into their churches and training their people, and that was came directly from that event. So we want to thank you guys for partnering with us. Well, we thank God for that. Now, you're originally from... Ripley, Tennessee, I believe. That is correct. The home of the famous Ripley tomato. Tomato, yeah. <laughs> Our claim to fame.
0: So bring us up to date. You probably share this story on Pastors Forum, but we have a new audience here yeah. about growing up in Ripley, Tennessee.
1: Yeah, well, I grew up there in Ripley. Uh, my whole life was born and reared there and uh, went to church as a young, young guy, and my parents, we... I don't know, I guess nine or ten years old, kind of stopped going to church. And uh, I never made a profession of faith till later in life in my late 20s. I had owned a construction business and moved down to Cordova, started attending Bellevue Baptist Church. and And that's where I was saved in February of 1999. And the thing that really changed my life and my spiritual walk that really when it took off was when I went through Evangelism Explosion. And of course, Dr. Rogers was there at that time pr- really promoting that uh, ministry. And there were a lot of people there in the church that were trying to recruit me. And I right. thought, those people were crazy. They go around <laughs> knocking on doors. I'm not going to do that. But God began to bring conviction on my heart. And Dr. Rogers preached a message that was titled, uh, Every Christian and Evangelist. And he said, if you're not actively sharing your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not right with God. And that really brought me under conviction. And so I went through Evangelism Explosion. And that was in about 2001. And From there, God called me into ministry, and I went to Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. So, long story short, pastor at Zion Baptist Church in Brownsville, and also the West Tennessee representative for Evangelism Explosion. Tell me about this dynamic
0: shift, if we will, from the time that you really started those early classes of EE to, as I mentioned, how we today... With all these other issues, the church seems to be battling yeah uh, things like evangelism keeps moving on down the ladder is
1: a priority and is an importance exactly you know I think a lot of pastors don't emphasize evangelism that's where it starts in the pulpit I mean uh, you, the congregation is going to follow the leadership you know if the pastor's not personally sharing the gospel, not equipping the people then the people are obviously they're not going to be sharing the gospel. Statistics have told us that over 95 percent of Christians never share their faith. Which is a real sad statistic because people are as open today as they ever have been, you know. And I've been doing this for over twenty years. Sharing the gospel doesn't mean just knocking on the door. I mean, of some stranger. I mean, it, it could mean a, a family member that you're that is lost, and you equipping yourself, knowing how to articulate the gospel. I tell people a lot of times that. If you only equip yourself to share with one person it would be worth it. Because yeah. one soul is worth more than the whole wide world. But it's very important that pastors are the ones that lead the charge in evangelism. And we're called to do that, you know, throughout the scripture. We are called to be witnesses in Acts one eight, Matthew twenty eight. You know, some people think that discipleship and evangelism are two different things. But if you don't have evangelism in discipleship, you're going to eventually run out of disciples. Yeah. So it has to be – conversion has to be a part of that discipleship process, and that comes from sharing the gospel. And that's how God set this thing up. He's used us as mouthpieces. How you know Why he did that, I don't know. <laughs> but he's <laughs> called the church to go out and proclaim the gospel.
0: Was it a shoe salesman that led Dwight L. Moody to Christ? Mm-hmm. Am I correct on that? That's correct. We think we have to – have a theological degree, or you know be a pastor, or certainly we need to be trained and really know the the essentials of the gospel what we 're sharing what we 're inviting people to participate in exactly and, and to understand their condition before God I think that 's something that needs to be is part of that that dynamic and learning how to do that in a friendly conversational way you 're not trying to push yourself on somebody yes. i mean if somebody is not willing to listen and doesn 't Invite you into their world, whether yeah. you know, then, then you need to back
1: off, you know, and maybe exactly. you, you,
0: you said as a prayer time, not that you can't maybe revisit it, maybe that's a bad moment for them, learning those little, you know, details.
1: Yeah, in our training, we have a little section in there called the red light, yellow light, green light, you know, and it's really trying to discern where the person is that you're talking to, you know, if you can sense that they're offended they don't want to hear it, that's a red light. You don't go any further. If there's somebody there, they want to hear it, but they want you to slow down. That's a yellow light. You know, let's, let's take it a little slower. And in a green light is somebody that's fully engaged and they want to hear the message and you share the gospel. This is interesting too, uh, Byron. You know, a lot of people don't understand. If you go back to Acts chapter eight, it talks about how the Christian church there in Jerusalem was persecuted and they were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Uh, And it says in, in that scripture, it says they all were scattered except the apostles. Now, You think about the apostles, these were the professional quote-unquote pastors. They'd been to the Jesus School of Divinity. They they stayed in Jerusalem, but it says all of the church went out and they preached the gospel. So the New Testament model is all Christians sharing the gospel. It's not just the the, the guy right, that's right. paid yes, yes. has the paid position, you know, it's everyone. And so that, again, we are, as pastors, supposed to equip the saints, Ephesians 4, for the work of the ministry, and that's what Evangelism Explosion helps to do. Lifeway conducted an
0: unscientific Twitter poll, and they asked the question, why do you think many churches aren't evangelistic as they once were? There's about 15 responses. I'm not sure we're going to have time to read all of them, but I would like to read some of them. first one says, Christians have no sense of urgency to reach lost people. Many Christians and church members do not befriend and spend time with lost persons. Many Christians and church members are lazy and apathetic. We are more known for what we are against than what we're for. Our churches have an ineffective evangelistic strategy of you come rather than we go. And there's more here. But, yeah. I mean, that's sobering right yeah, there.
1: Yeah, it is. And you, think about this, Byron. If you were living on a, a country road and you're standing out on the front out there by the mailbox in the front row, you know, by the driveway there, and somebody's barreling down the road, and you know the bridge is out around the corner. Are you going to do everything in your power to, to stop that car from going over certain death? I, I think you would. Well, same is true for Christians. You know, we know if we really believe the Scripture, and we believe that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, and we know that people without Christ are going to hell, we should do everything in our power to equip ourselves to tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ and his saving grace. Mike, it reminds
0: me of this verse in 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. I think the key to this, that first part of that verse, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Yes. If we don't have a a vital love relationship with jesus yeah growing and kindled and burning inside our hearts there will
1: be no desire to share the gospel exactly <laughs> we have
0: to revere him as lord yes. i mean if he is truly lord and we believe yeah. that and he's the only way that should be our surrender
1: well that's that's a, an issue there to think about too and consider byron is because i don't know if this is true or not billy graham when he was alive uh, i read that he said in his estimate that maybe only 10% of people in today's American church are truly born again. Now, I hope that's very low. I hope there's more than that. But I'm just saying, if there's people that have not been born again and they don't really have Christ and the Holy Spirit, if they're just going to church and don't know the Lord, then they're obviously not going to share the gospel. So that's a point to be made.
0: Well, this ministry evangelism explosion, we've shared some of a history in the past. Of course, it began by the late Dr. D. James Kennedy, who had a a ministry here, Truths That Transform radio program and TV ministry Mm -hmm. worldwide. Uh, He was the pastor at Coral Gables. Coral Ridge Presbyterian. In Coral Gables, Florida. Yeah. Thank you for that. But it was interesting, the history back in 1962, which, by the way, was the year I was born. Dr. Kennedy was a young pastor. He had had all these attempts in trying to see his church grow and they all failed. Right. And he considered that to be one of the
1: lowest periods in his life. Yes, he almost quit the ministry. Uh, he said his church went from 45 to 15. And his wife was threatening to start going to the Baptist church down the road. (laughs) But he was invited by a friend of his name, Kirby uh, uh, Smart. Kennedy Smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost said Kirby Smart. That's the coach of Georgia's football team. (laughs) Yeah, Kennedy Smart, uh, who was, uh, I believe, a Baptist preacher uh, there in Georgia, and he invited uh, uh, Dr. Kennedy to come and lead revival services. And they went out soul winning every day. And so the first day they went out, Brother Smart invited Dr. Kennedy to share the gospel with their first visit there. And he was like a deer in the headlights. He had no clue what to say. So uh, Kennedy Smart took over and really shared what we now know as the evangelism explosion uh, gospel outline. And he led person after person to Christ. And then Dr. Kennedy caught on very quickly, and he thought, if I could replicate this in my church, we could change the world. And that's what
0: happened, and that's
1: what he did. In that one
0: meeting, there was 54 people who gave profession of faith in Christ. And as you mentioned, Dr. Kennedy took that example back to uh, his church And in 1967, Coral Ridge Presbyterian was singled out as the most rapidly expanding church in America. And by 72, EE was incorporated with its own staff and board of directors as it spread into other countries. By 84, there were more training clinics were held overseas. Actually, more clinics were held overseas than in the U.S. Yes. Then in early 1996, EE was planted in all nations of the world. Materials have been translated into more than 70
1: different languages. Exactly. And evangelism explosion... Today in 2022 is bigger than it's ever been worldwide. Not not so much in America as as it once was, but around the world. uh, This last year there were over 14 million recorded professions of faith worldwide through the ministry of evangelism explosion. Matter of fact, I'm going to be flying to Belize uh, at the end of August with a team of from our national headquarters in. or in North Carolina To start a uh, ministry down in Belize And so we have a presence In just about every country in the world But it's, it's really uh, just a, a thriving ministry right now and we would love to see more churches in America do it. And I'll just say this about Evangelism Explosion. It's not the only evangelism tool. It's a tool. I think it's a very good tool because it's tried and true and it's been around for a long time. But anybody could share the gospel using Romans Road or, you know, there used to be the, the faith uh, method and there are other ways to do it. But the main thing is to share the gospel and tell people about Jesus.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. Mike, people are increasingly turned off by canned presentations, you know. We, yeah. I think we've talked some about this. And how can the church gain traction through authenticity when connecting people to the gospel? Obviously there's things you have to kind of memorize yeah. through when you're in an EE clinic and a program yeah. and learn how to make it conversational, but you basically get a bullet point skeleton, you yeah. know, in your thinking, but then you'd be a real person, exactly. right?
1: That's the main thing is really listen to the person you're talking to. Exactly. Uh Let me just use this illustration. I tell people, you know, I'm a pastor, and most of the folks you talk to about Evangelism Explosion, they're Christians, they go to church, and I say, if your pastor stood up in the pulpit every week without any preparation and just said, you know, I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead, you know, he would probably be all over the map. I mean, he prepares all week, he prays, he studies the Scripture, and he comes up with the message that God's given him. And I said, if he does that, uh, and it's that important, to bring that message every Sunday and have a prepared message. How important is, is it for us to prepare what we want to say to share the gospel? Now, like you said, it doesn't have to be a canned presentation. And when we do training, we we ask uh, our participants to, you know, rememorize it exactly as it is. But after you're done, you take it and make it your own. If you want to add a verse or whatever. So what it is, it gives you a, like a construction guy that has tools in his tool belt. For this person, you may need this verse. You pull out the screwdriver. You know, for this person, you may need, you know, a Phillips head or whatever, you know. And yeah. so it just equips you to have what you need and to know what you're going to say. And then you can make it conversational and use your own personality and and make it not a canned presentation. I think one of the key things
0: in our conversation with people who – don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ is declaring not what God can do for someone, but what He's already done for them through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the essential message
1: of the gospel. Exactly. And we've got to share that. We've got to say Christ crucified and resurrection, right? Exactly. And we use John 1 and one fourteen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. We talk about Jesus' humanity and his deity, that he lived a perfect, sinless life and went to the cross for our sins, that he died, buried, and rose on the third day. That is the essential message. A part of the gospel presentation that we uh, teach. Well, let's remind our
0: friends right now listening to Mid South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, your host, and we're visiting with Pastor Mike Young of the Zion Baptist Church in Brownsville, Tennessee. One of the reasons we got together for this program is to talk about an evangelism explosion clinic. Mike, you've got plans to invite our listeners to come to Brownsville, and we've got listeners, you know, all over the mid South area, so they can come and get this specific training. Whether you're a pastor, a layperson, male, female, we would like for you to know about this session that you've got coming up.
1: Exactly. Uh, at Zion Baptist Church, we do a training every fall and every spring. Uh, it's called a Share Your Faith Workshop, and it really gives you the basic essentials of this gospel outline that we teach with Evangelism Explosion. And it's really just an an introduction into the gospel presentation. And then if somebody comes from another church and they say, "Uh, Mike, I want you to come to my church and train our people, I'm certainly willing to do that. That's part of what we do. Uh, But this is going to be from 9 till 12 on August the 20th. August 20th. Yeah, August the 20th uh, at Zion Baptist Church. The way that uh, people can register is through evangelismexplosion.org. Click on U.S. Trainings and just go down to Zion Baptist Church, it has the address and all that information there, and uh, how to register. It's fifteen dollars just for the materials. We don't charge anything, you know, for the training. And so, other than the the materials, and that's that's pretty much it. This is a Saturday, is that correct? This is a Saturday, correct? Okay,
0: from nine to twelve. brownsville is even for our people in the Memphis area. I mean, we're only talking how far? Fifty miles? It's not that far. Yeah, it's a nice leisurely drive. Fill your car up with some friends, friends from church. Exactly. Bring some friends from church. Yeah, register and come on up. Get this training and experience. And and if you do it with a friend, you'll have some accountability. And then when you come back to your home church, you can start doing this. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly, it's it's really an effective way. Uh, the slogan is "EE e. works," and it really does. And of course, people in this area know all about EE. E. Uh, you know, we we did it for years there at Bellevue when I was a member there, and uh, people have they, they've seen how just learning a basic gospel presentation and memorizing these key verses will help lead somebody to Jesus Christ.
0: I've shared the story, and I think I've
1: already told you the story.
0: You might have already known this, but the late Dr. Adrian Rogers, how he brought EE e. to Bellevue. Yeah. Originally, he was in Washington, D.C. with a group of pastors. Dr. D. James Kennedy happened to be one of those pastors, and they were meeting with the president. At that time, I don't remember which president it was, but they were meeting in the White House with the president. It was just like a day meeting. They were going to get back to the airport. Well, it just so happened that Dr. Kennedy and Dr. Rogers shared the same taxi cab. They were riding back to the airport. On the way to the airport, Dr. Kennedy starts sharing the gospel with the EE design mm-hmm. with the cab driver. Yeah. And by the time they got to the airport, the cab driver had accepted and received Jesus Christ. Amen. And so Dr. Rogers saw this right in front of his eyes, and it was amazing because he had had programs through the Southern Baptist, There was another program, God's Invasion Army, that yeah. he, I think he created there years ago. But obviously evangelism, come to Jesus, was always on Adrian Rogers' heart. Yeah. But when he actually saw with his own eyes Dr. Kennedy, who yeah. was the one who started EE, he said, this has got to come to Bellevue.
1: Yeah. That's a great story. I don't understand why this this method is so effective. It just really has basically five points. The grace of God, man, how man's a sinner, God, his love, Christ, who died on the cross in faith, you receive Him by faith. It's just those five major. And, and you can do that on your hand. On right? your hand, exactly. You do that again, will you? Hold yeah. your hand up and do that yeah. for me. Grace, man, God, Christ, faith. Okay. Yeah. Grace. Uh, faith. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Grace. Grace. Man. Man. God. God. Christ. Christ. Faith. Faith, okay, yes. right there, exactly. And we just share just those five points, exactly. And each one of those have two subpoints and have two verses and it has an illustration, and it's real easy. You know, uh, it, it takes a little bit of time to memorize it, but once you do, it's it's just so it's it, it's so effortless. It's yeah. so it flows. So
0: on August the twentieth, there at the Zion Baptist Church, yeah. from nine to twelve. You'll learn those points, Yes, right, and the sub-points too?
1: Yes, and we'll give you the materials to memorize. I will go out and do a seven-week semester at our church if anybody wants to join us to actually go out and do what we call OJT, on-the-job training. That's really how you learn how to do it. You you have to learn to know what you're going to say, but then you have to go out and actually implement it, you know. Uh, and again people are so open now Uh, I think it's just fallacy for people to say that people are not open in 2022 they certainly are especially in the days in which we live and what we've been going through for the last three years with COVID and the world's just been upside down in a a sense. I saw a report Mike that said that there's more unchurched people willing to talk about spiritual things right now than they are Christians willing willing to share with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again I've been in ministry for 17 or 18 years Byron and, and one of the things that I see again is is pastors that are just not equipping their folks, and, and they, you know, they they need to not to say that all pastors are that way. I'm not saying that by any means, but I'm saying a lot of them just are simply not modeling personal evangelism for their folks nor are they of course they're not quipping if they're not sharing yeah. themselves but that's not just for the pastor Mike yeah. that's for us I mean the commission is for all of, all us, of to, us all of us to go into the world yeah. right yeah I mean the church here in America is Americanized our focus is our career going to the ball field and in church is tacked on somewhere along there if we have time it's just cultural Christianity and it's not really what what God intended for us
0: Mike the late Louis Palau was no stranger to evangelism. He once said that beyond intentionally inviting conversations, asking questions, and being unashamed to share the gospel, he suggests that we need to boldly give people opportunity to respond. At some point, we must call people to commitment. We're helping them confirm a commitment to follow Jesus. yeah, You know, we can talk, and people are going to have all kinds of questions, and they're going to say, what about the person in Africa, you yeah. know, that doesn't hear? They're going to ask all yeah. these questions, but it gets to a point where you truly get back in the main theme mm-hmm. of presenting the gospel. And respectfully, as First Peter says, I read that verse a moment ago, we, we do it in a respectful way. Yeah, We
1: invite people to trust Christ. Yeah, if you do it out of a heart of love, Byron, and I, I try to do that every time I share the gospel and authenticity, people will see how genuine you are, and they will respond in a positive way. If you're coming at them without the love, and you're going through it mechanically, and you're trying to, as we talked about, present a canned presentation without love, then it's a clanging symbol, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13. But if you love that person, and you're concerned about their soul, they're going to see that, and I think they're going to respond to it recently you were with don snipes with the church of god in christ fourth jurisdiction of the church of god in christ and you did something with ee right yes yeah that was what i was sharing with you earlier is that uh, when we did our event at mid-america baptist seminary last year uh, the equip america uh, we had some pastors that were there from the church of god in christ and uh, that's what that meeting came from was from equip america and they they had their annual conference, and they asked us to come and speak and to share with them about the Ministry of Evangelism Explosion uh, so that they would consider bringing in that ministry into their church and equipping their folks to share the gospel. That's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Is that still in the works and moving yeah, forward? Yeah, it is. Actually, we're in, in the talks with them right now uh, uh, to do that. And uh, – you know, it's exciting. You know, Evangelism Explosion is not a denominational uh, ministry. You know, we work with any like-minded denomination that believes in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if they want to share the gospel, we want to work with them. Tell me about your relationship with Anthony Kemp. Anthony Kemp. Good friend of mine. I talked to him last night on the telephone. <laughs> uh, Anthony is, is a dear Af- African-American brother there in Brownsville who pastors Hope of Glory Church. and. Actually, our church, Zion Baptist Church, about 17 or 18 years ago, I believe it was, helped plant that church, and they finally got into a building after many years of, of being in storefronts in different places. And so they're doing very well, and I uh, had uh, actually talked to him last night. Matter of fact, I did an uh, EE training there as well in addition to that. so
0: Okay, so if folks want to know information about ongoing EE training possibilities if, if outside of the August 20th meeting, yeah. what can they do?
1: Well, they can... Uh, call me or uh, uh, contact me on. Uh, we have a website for our church it's uh, ziononline.org and uh, all my contact information is there and uh, if anybody wants to contact me about coming to their church and doing a training I love to do that or they can check with evangelismexplosion.org and uh, we have U.S. trainings there, and you can scroll down and see everything that's, that's in sense. the U.S. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wherever you may be. Okay, so again,
0: Saturday, August 20th, that's the day we want to emphasize here on the show. Yes. 9 till
1: 12, you need to go to the website and register? Yeah, evangelismexplosion.org. Just go to U.S. training, scroll down to Zion Baptist Church, all the information, address, time, and the uh, cost, $15 for the materials, and just register there. Pastors, laypeople, who, anybody's – Anybody's is com- com- welcome. community-wide exactly. welcome. Exactly. Is there an age limit? Uh, Not really. No, anybody that wants to come, they're welcome to do that. Okay, this is great. Friend, don't forget now,
0: August 20th is the Evangelism Explosion Training Seminar at Zion Baptist Church in Brownsville. And by the way, let me give that address there, 1733 Upper Zion Road in Brownsville, Tennessee. Use the Google Maps from out of the area you want to drive up to
1: Brownsville. Uh, it's not a hard find at all, right, Mike? No, it's easy to get there. And matter of fact, the easiest way is to go up to exit 66 and uh, turn back, going towards Brownsville. And we're just a couple of miles down there on the right. And uh, it's just right off the interstate. Not going up 40. Yeah, going up I 40. Yes. Yeah, that's easy.
0: You can do yeah. that, friend. Well, pray for this. Look for opportunities to share your faith with others, those you work with, your family. Take advantage of opportunities. Remember those five points now. We've got grace. We've got man, Man, we've got God, God, we've got Christ, Christ, and we've got faith. faith. I remembered it. Yeah, Yeah, good job. (laughs) But remember those and share your love for Jesus with those that you're around. Let them know how much he loves them, the grace that is available through his death, burial, and resurrection to forgive our sins
1: and to put us in a right relationship with God, the way we were designed to be, right, Mike? Amen, exactly. (laughs) God wired us that way for a relationship with him, and life just really doesn't have any meaning or purpose until you find Jesus Christ and invite him into your life. Well, on that, friend, we're going to say
0: goodbye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. And when the nutrients that God makes are depleted from your body, you will die. I have no idea how long that's going to be. I have a tendency to overwork myself because I want to prove I'm worthy of people's love and attention. That's definitely a trap that I'm struggling with. Mid-South Viewpoint is people telling God-sized stories from all walks of life. Listen Wednesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM640 or anytime with the Bot Radio Network mobile app or on Spotify and iTunes podcast.